Hey, everybody. Robert Young with Beyond Grit with Robert Young. Uh, Hopefully, everybody's having a fantastic week. Everybody had a good weekend. We're right in the middle. We ended a weekend. Now we're moving towards the weekend. Everybody says, you shouldn't live for the weekend. We still have the Monday through Friday. And I agree. And that's great. But I like the weekends. Um, And uh, so stress. Stress is a major major health concern in our lives. Now, stress is needed. We need that fight or flight. We need to know when to go, when to back off. We need to know, you know, that, hey, I've got to prepare for this or, whoa, that's a little too much. I need to back off. So stress in your life is needed, but there needs to be some kind of balance. Um, According to WebMD, 75% to 90% of all doctor's offices are stress-related ailments. 75 to 90 percent you know it stress has issues on our body uh headaches high blood pressure heart problems diabetes skin conditions asthma arthritis depression anxiety so many things um and and in today's society with you know everything is so fast right now we need to have deals that are fast we need to get back with people quickly we need to send this fast overnight this back here email this staying up until all hours of the night laying in bed waking up at one o'clock in the morning and having your your mind start racing who's been there you know i've been there lots of people that i know have been there and it doesn't matter if you're some high power you know corporate guru or you're somebody that's just struggling to get along it doesn't matter everybody has those stressors in their life um and i sit down and i had an awesome little guest kara is on this episode with us so that was great and and she brought another side to it which was you know nice sitting there listening and having her ask questions too so so jennifer payer is my guest on the show um, this week, and she was in the corporate world, very high level for 29 years. Um, and her stress level was off the hook and it was off the hook for, you know, it didn't end there. There's no end, um, to everything because, and the reason I say that is because nowadays you bring your laptops home, you work from home, you've got a phone that has everything on your phone. And when that bing goes off, you feel like you've got to answer it right now. There's no turning it off or it's very hard to turn it off because people expect you to be on 24-7. But she got sick and and it took a couple times for her to realize she needed to make a change and um and she did she made that change she made that cut um from that corporate world and now she has a practice of helping people heal and it's a healing practice and it's from healing from within and her biggest thing is to find balance back in your life so it it was really cool to sit down listen to her and get a little insight into what she is doing and how she was able to find balance in her life 
And now she is taking that and creating something to help others. So sit back, get yourself a cup of coffee or tea, and hang out and listen, and I hope you enjoy it. Take care. Jennifer, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Robert? I'm doing great. And as uh, and I've got Kara here today. Yes, hello, hello. So Kara has joined us for the podcast, and um, we are, as Kara just said, in the Garden of Eden. Yes. We are at Jennifer's place, and um, tell us a little bit about what you're doing nowadays. So I am doing many things. I am the CEO of a company called Nature Provides that sells essential oils and embryonic plant stem cells. Mm -hmm. And so very much holistic plant-based products. And I also have a healing practice. uh, And I also do a lot of education and teaching. How long have you been doing this? I have been doing this since 2018. Okay. Going good? It's been an evolution, not a revolution. <laughs> yeah? Yes. Yeah, was... It's it's going really well. When you started this, where did you picture it? Because I'm sure that it's evolved 10, 15 times since what your initial concept was. So my initial concept was to do something that would empower others to connect to their own state of health with an aspect of nature, mm-hmm. because I believe nature is a reflection of who we are. And I believe as a species, we've lost that connection in many, mm-hmm. many ways. And so that's a lot of my teaching that I do. Um, and when I went through a very severe health crisis, I got to have two of them because the first time I didn't quite get it. Uh, so the second one is what really catapulted me into connecting to my purpose and uh, stepping into a place of empowering others. And it just happened to be through the plants. Okay. And what brought you to that? So what was the health? So the initial health crisis happened in 2008. And that is when I, um, I was traveling every week to Boston, uh, working for a bank. So I was in banking for 29 years, um, high stress, high profile roles. And I ended up with bronchitis, pneumonia, tachycardia, shingles, mono, and I was finally diagnosed with chronic fatigue. And that was really the first big burst in my life that said, what I'm doing is not working and I need to take another path. And that happened like, boom, at once. It happened, boom. The, the, the driving force was the last words I heard from my doctor, which was, if you don't change your life, you will not be here in five years. Wow. And so you didn't? I didn't. Well, I did and I didn't. Okay. So at that point, um, a book fell on my head that I had had in my library for 10 years. Literally. Literally (laughs) fell on my head because I came home from that conversation with the doctor seeking answers. And uh, I'm an avid self-help, keep bettering myself. 
And so this book called Hands of Light literally fell on my head. And I read it cover to cover over the weekend. And on Sunday night, I looked at my husband and I said, guess what? I am going to a four-year healing school. Wow. And he, he was shocked. He said, wait a minute, you're already overloaded at work. You're stressed. You have all these health issues and you're going to add something. So at that point, I actually took three months off of work. Okay. So, so what is a four-year healing school? What exactly? I've never heard of this. Okay. So it's actually a world-renowned healing school called the Barbara Brennan School of Healing. Okay. And Barbara Brennan was a NASA scientist who um, had a PhD and started seeing energy around people. And she was able to ask questions and connect illnesses that they had with the energy around their body. Oh, wow. So she's one of the pioneers that brought science and spirituality and health together. Oh, I would. That's awesome. That's really cool. So okay. not many people can say they have a degree in finance and a degree in healing <laughs> sciences. You. But yeah. Can you so, heal our finances? Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact. <laughs> Did, uh, so when you went to this, was it someplace that you went away yes. for? Okay. Yes. So I would fly to Miami. It was 60 days a year in person and a lot of practice and things like that in between. Mm-hmm. And uh, four years and um, about three quarters of the way through my first year, uh, I lost my job at Bank of America, which was fabulous because <laughs> um, I knew I knew something was out of alignment. I wasn't ready to face what that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew I wasn't happy with what I was doing. But again, I liked I liked you know, there, there's yeah. a comfort, right? Yeah, familiarity, comfort. Yep. And you worked your whole life. I mean, you yes. go to school your whole life to get there. And, you know, the world tells us basically that's the end game. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Right. Yep. And so yep. I was fortunate enough to go through that experience. It was actually one of the best experiences for me because within a week I had a new job and um, in corporate still. But I was able to negotiate time off work those 60 days uh, with the company that I was working for and actually was one of my best corporate jobs I ever had. So it was so there's there's a couple little fate issues. So there's the book falling on your head. Unfortunately, there was the getting sick, right? Yes. The book falling on your head and then somebody forcing your hand, really, in you losing your job. Yes. Where, you know, did you sit around after that happened and woe is me? Or was it, okay, off to the next? I mean, how did you handle that? So I lost my job on a Tuesday morning. I spent Tuesday packing up my office. Wednesday, I stayed in bed and felt really sorry for myself. On Thursday, I got up and I came to a place of total surrender I could really see all the pieces and how this was part of me that manifested this because I knew I was out of alignment and the universe said, okay, all right, are you going to make a move? Um, And so by Thursday, I came to Thursday afternoon, I had interviews and Friday I had a new job. Wow. There you go. Fast. Good for you. So fast. Good for you. And then that kind of led to giving you your security. Mm-hmm. There's money coming in and that's important. And then it gave you the opportunity to negotiate time off to pursue yes. your other. 
Yes. My, what I believe is my mission. Okay. So in 2012, I actually left corporate. The calling became so strong in me and I had a healing practice over in the South Park area and I had fabulous balance in my life. Um, but in 2012, I also was diagnosed with breast cancer. So that was the initial diagnosis. It was somewhere between stage zero and one. Um, and at that point I knew it was residual from my prior immune system breakdown. And so my mission was to focus on self-care and come into balance. And, um, I was juicing a lot. I was using a lot of essential oils. That's when my love of essential oils really came into fruition. I had learned about them in healing school, but that's when I really started embodying them and connecting to the plants. Okay. And you track, did you have read a, you know, just your regular medical treatments or did you, okay. So here's the interesting explain. Yeah. So in 2012, I made an agreement with my Western doctor to just monitor the situation. And, you know, I had an agreement every six months to go get checked. So for three years, nothing changed. And he was quite surprised because he kept saying this, these will start growing. And so it wasn't advancing. No. Mm -hmm. Okay. So So it stayed in place, but I had balance in my life Mm -hmm. in 2015. My favorite boss ever called me. He had just landed a job in California and he said he wanted me to come work for him. And I spent a month meditating on it, sitting with it. And then I decided to go step back into the corporate world. So I went back into corporate in May of 2015. Mm -hmm. And in July of 2015, I was at the top of Machu Picchu. I always do a a spiritual trip every year or a personal trip. And I heard like somebody speaking to me, go see a doctor now. And at that point I came off the mountain and I started making some phone calls. And within a week I was diagnosed with metastasized breast cancer. So at that point it was in my lymphatic system. So what had been in place for three years while I was in balance, I came back into a corporate role where I was traveling cross country every week, working 14 hour days again. <clears throat> and it didn't take long for my body to say, hey, wait. <laughs> That's pretty profound. I mean, like, it was fast. Instantaneous. So was that like a moment of just like pure clarity? Where yes. you were just like, this has got to be it. At that moment, I said, oh, oh, crap. Yep. <laughs> you know, okay, mm-hmm. this is serious. Like okay. the first time it was serious, but this is really, really serious. Okay. And then how did... How did that go? How did the treatment go? So um, I was diagnosed with stage 3B. Okay. Um, stage 4 is terminal. Stage 3B, does it go AB, like stage 3A to B, or and then 2, 4? Yes. Is that how it works? Okay. Yes. And so once it travels outside of the place of origin, now you are in into the you know more severe stages. Okay. So um, I, I, again, I'm a big researcher, so I reached out to a couple of different doctors, got some opinions, and I didn't like their answer. (laughs) And so at that point, um, I was traveling out to California for work, so I researched different alternative clinics, and I ended up doing my treatment out in California. Okay. Which supported me because I have kids, and I really felt that I needed to focus on me at that point. 
and not being a mom, working, all the other things. So, so like no radiation, no chemo? It was pure, just natural alternative? I did do surgery. So mm-hmm. I did make that decision to do the surgery, but everything else was um, alternative. So wow. I did high-dose vitamin C. I did a lot of supplements, hyperbaric oxygen chamber, mm-hmm. saunas, you name it, I was doing it. Okay. How long has it been since? That was 2015. Okay. And remission? All in remission. Wow. Good for you. Never been more fabulous. That's oh amazing. God. That's amazing. So where'd you grow up? I grew up in Dayton, Ohio. Ohio. I grew up in Michigan. I know. As soon as you said Michigan <laughs> earlier, yeah, it's like those Buckeyes. Uh, and- <laughs> no. But I do, right. I do cheer for the Buckeyes when they're playing U of M. I'm, okay. more of, I'm more of a state guy. I okay. just have to interject with a roll tide real quick. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah I just have <laughs> to get them all yeah, in here. I got to just throw yeah. that in there. Yeah. National champions. Yeah. Every year. Roll tide. I'm from Alabama. So <laughs> that's, that's our only team. <laughs> so Ohio. So you, you grew up with the gray. You know the gray. Yes. Murky. Yes. And um, do you have any siblings? I have two siblings. One that's 19 months older that still has the pleasure of living in Ohio. He's in Columbus. Okay. And then a brother nine years younger who lives in Japan. Oh, Japan. Wow. So what brought him there. over there? He's been there 27 years. Wow. So he's he's been in the video game industry. Okay. And uh, he was a video game producer. Now he's an agent. So he pulls all the different parts together and helps and create the-, the videos for companies like Sony and Microsoft wow. and all that. See, you can make money playing video games. That was, that's the joke in our families. My mother <laughs> said, you know what? You'll never amount to anything with those video games. And he proved her. Mm, it's proved a massive industry. Now. It is. I, I've just recently discovered that because now I'm really? IT. I had no idea it was, I mean, I knew it was a big industry, but just like the levels, I had no idea. Um, I, I finally no told idea. my son that and, uh, he didn't, he hasn't done it yet, but he, he's a big video game guy. And I was like, Figure out how to make money doing it. Like, it's out there. It's a, a huge, money in video huge game. industry. Yes. So where'd you go from Ohio? Ohio to Newark, Delaware. Okay. To Tampa, Florida, and then finally landed here in Charlotte. In Charlotte. And you've worked, you worked in um, corporate banking for 29 years? I did. So I finally left in 2017. Wow. I finally left. Finally. And Is that did. why you came to Charlotte was because you're Bank of America? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yep. Yes. And that's kind of what brought us here was the bank. Bank. And um, what did you do for them? I did everything except mortgage. Okay. Did you do, um, it was funny, my wife did, she was on the wholesale, so she did commercial. Okay. Um, financing, and she has a finance degree too, and then. Went over to the other side, to the residential, you know, side or the retail, and then back. But I, the level of stress that you guys have in your life is incredible. Yes. And it's one of the things I remember um, I was working with somebody, and I don't know. I think it was during the financial crisis, and it was a job, the CEO of, let's say, Bank of America, and he's like, I would do that job for 500 grand. I was like, no, you wouldn't. And he's like, yeah, I would. I was like, the amount of 
hours that those people go through and the amount of hours and the stress that you guys go through takes such a toll on your body and on your health and you lived through it yes and recognize that and it's not easy and so yeah and the biggest the biggest thing about stress and this is part of what i teach is that when you are under constant stress you are in fight or flight and our bodies are not designed to sustain fight or flight for long periods of time right our ancestors mm -hmm. were being chased by a saber-toothed tiger and they ran and they got away and then their immune systems everything nervous system dropped back down to normal well when you were expected to answer text messages and emails at 11 o'clock at night one o'clock in the morning six o'clock in the morning you're always on mm -hmm. and um, i am sure without a shadow of a doubt that my health issues a lot stemmed from the stress yeah and so you ended up leaving yes you you got your four year Green. Yes. And where did you take that from there? Well, aside from the four-year healing degree, I did a lot of other healing modalities. I became a, you know, yoga, got my yoga certification. I worked with the 13 indigenous grandmothers. Okay. So, Explain. Yes. Let's hear more about this. Okay. So um, there are a group of 13 women that all came together for the purpose of peace and healing and to create a world for the next seven generations. And they're from all over the world. Um, some of them have passed now and other ones have stepped into those places. Um, but they've worked with the Dalai Lama and the Pope and a lot of these different, you know, icons, um, spiritual icons to help bring a different world into existence. And each one has their own flavor or their own specialty. So the one that I was really drawn to, I did some healing work with. Her mission is to save seeds that are not genetically modified. She's got a seed vault in uh, Estancia, New Mexico, and she has lots of seeds that she has preserved for our future generations. Oh, wow. Oh, so, um, so I studied, I did a two-year ministry program. Okay. And I studied uh, with them, which was fabulous. I learned a lot about plants and plant medicine and uh, really about how to really have respect and take care of the earth. Okay. So that's what really changed my perspective and my consciousness around, you know, things aren't mine. So I live in this beautiful, amazing property. I'm the steward of it. I don't own it. Yes, mm -hmm. on a piece of paper, traditionally I own it, but I'm a steward of this. I'm giving back. I'm rejuvenating the land so it can be in its fullness and its vitality and vibrance. You know, I'm, I'm not, not to go too off the rails, but I'm really surprised at the lack of education there is for that, just like in the school system for children and people come. Like, you don't hear about these things unless you seek them out, from my experience. You know, and I think it's arguably the most important thing. And I, I saw a study, too, um, not too long ago about our, you know, interactions with nature and how these are the first generations of humans since human existence began where we were so detached from nature and the effects of that are so harmful. And, and you know, you see data showing that if you spend an hour outside each day, like, you, you know, your all levels are, are, are so much more balanced. And I think my main question for you, because I'm experiencing probably some imbalance in my own life right now. So what's a recommendation you have for how to get there? Because it seems like we're always pursuing that, but I can't seem to find it. Well, <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting because before COVID, we were spending as you know in the Americas 86% of our time inside 
So it, it talks to exactly what you were saying, mm -hmm. Kara, that there's actually a term, it's called nature deficit disorder. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's, it's the, um, the, the same thing as, you know, a baby who crawls and then walks versus a baby who never learns to crawl and walk. They, they're missing synapses in the brain and some things mm -hmm. that happen biochemically. Same thing happens when we don't connect to nature. And with, you know, technology, video games, kids are not making that connection. Mm -hmm. And if you look back, our ancestors knew where their food came from. Mm -hmm. If I asked five people, I guarantee you they wouldn't have a clue where their food comes from. Right. So we have lost that. So what I tell people is get outside, even if it's raining, go stand outside, stand barefoot. You're making a connection with mm -hmm. nature. And in the 1980s, they coined a term called forest bathing in Japan. And doctors were writing prescriptions to people and heart rates would change. Wow. Blood pressure would drop. Um, the stress you know, hormones would come down. So you know, it's, it's a scientifically proven mm -hmm. thing that when we spend time in nature, we come back into balance. That's so powerful. That's really incredible. That's probably why I love the woods. That is, yeah. He's I'm a always nature out. guy. <laughs> yep. I, you know, I, I don't do it. I guess I do it um, because it makes me feel good and not even thinking about it. But there's nothing better than a walk in the woods. And it's calming you get to think it's it's everything without even knowing that I'm doing that yes right and which is which is really really good and people just don't like you said there's there's so many things where I don't have to leave my house my computer's here I've got this I've got my food here I've got everything here but they're they're not finding their happiness and I like to get outside I like to, I, no, I don't know where all my food comes from, so I'm guilty. <laughs> no, I am guilty yeah, of that. Of, um, two of two right yes. here, yes. Yes, but, <laughs> you know, it, if you, did you, so we'll talk about a little bit of balance because as you were talking, um, I always go to the how. And so how are you able to kind of balance your life, your kids, and your husband as you were pursuing your passion? Yeah. So clearly I was so far out of balance because I was traveling every week and then I would come home and then I needed to be super mom, right? So I had nothing in my tank. I was last on the list. And so coming back into balance, when I left corporate, um, I had a scare. So I saw a doctor and he said, uh oh, I think the cancer might be back. And so at that moment I said, okay, I'm out. I hit the eject button. That was like tap number three, yep. time to go. And I, I literally took a year off. I did some volunteer work with the grandmother's organization, helping them set up their financial system and getting a membership program going. But other than that, I spent hours outside just, you know, surrendering is the best mm -hmm. word I can use. Just surrendering and saying, okay, you know, what's next and learning to be present. So that was the other thing. I was the master multitasker. And in corporate, man, you get rewarded for that. Yeah. You know, I could have 50 things going at once and there wasn't a single plate that dropped. And what I realized when I had that time off is, wow, I wasn't fully present in any of those. How can you be? You can't. Right. Right. So I was so bifurcated in my own energy system. And so a lot of what that time, that year off was, was just kind of coming back to center, coming back to balance, being outside, sitting with the plants. 
So I have this very um, unique, I like to word, use the word unique instead of weird, but I actually channel the plants. So if you were sitting in front of me and you said, okay, what, what plants would support me? They would tell me which ones will support you. So I actually have this auditory gift from my healing you know, practices where they tell me which ones will help them. That's amazing. Have you seen, um, have you heard the plant songs? Yes. Yes. I just saw that for the first time this week. Like, that's so crazy. Have you seen this? No. It, there, there's this new machine these guys created, like these coders, and you they hook up the little nodes to a plant. So all in the energy that the plant, like everything is alive, you know, obviously. Yeah. And they all put out energy. Correct me if I'm yes. going No, nope, you're going so right. So what they did is they took those, you know, sine waves and they, you know, synced them up with sounds music i guess and and so every plant has a different song and it's stages of life it has different energy if it's dying or needs more water it sounds different and it's like so you can literally hear the music of nature and i mean there's like ancient texts i mean talk about you know the the wilderness cries out and the rocks cry out and those it's like they're literally sing. they have their own voice it's amazing that yeah, that's, that's a big piece is that plants are intelligent. They've been mm-hmm. here long before human beings were. And so if we take the time to connect to ourselves, we can connect to that intelligence. And that's a big reason why I was so drawn to the plants. And again, I, so in 2018, I started an essential oil line called Ancient Plant Wisdom. And I, uh, I just started looking for sources that were organic. Um, I had learned from a company that's an amazing company, but they didn't necessarily believe in organic. And Uh after my health crisis, I really was focused on clean products. And uh, I had trouble finding farmers. And my husband happens to be French Canadian. So he turned a Google search into French and he found a co-op of, you know, 31 different farmers and started sending them emails in French and asking them if they had organic and started making the connection. And so that's how I found my sources. Okay. Um, several in Canada and then in Europe. Wow. Okay. So how do you, how do you, um, combat when somebody goes, how's the plant talking to you? Like, (laughs) come on. All right. So, but you've got to deal with that. Oh yes. So, you know, is it, with with somebody something like that is it um just through explanation or through um proving um so it depends on who i'm speaking with okay but we are all born with all of our senses open and as we start to grow up the minute mom and dad say don't do this don't do that we start to close those energy centers Mm -hmm. in our senses right so we're all intuitive Mm-hmm. And so I just learned to reaccess and open my intuition. And that was through the healing school. That's part of what, what I was taught. Yeah. And um, so part of my passion is helping others open that in themselves. And so, yes, it's strange and it's not because we're all en- energy. Everything's energy. The plants are energy. We're energy. It's so only it's strange just, to us because we're not, we weren't raised to believe, to believe it. People before us, it was not strange. This is strange. This not going outside and sitting in the house and all that stuff is strange. They would not understand it. You bring somebody from two, even 150 years ago and drop them right here and they have no idea. This is the weirdest thing in the world. I'm really super into 
the spiritual. And uh, I think that's where I've found the most freedom in my life was at pure surrender when I had the least amount of stuff. I didn't even have a house. I was by choice living in a vehicle and traveling around and just interacting with people and being outside. That was, I mean, I, I like long for that in my life now, how free I felt then. Yes. Um, so well, I, I think that's an awesome. Yeah. And, and that's how the indigenous operate, right? Mm-hmm. So they are so connected and, and it's true. We are all connected. Everything is connected. And so the more awareness we can bring to that, uh, the more that people's mindsets can shift. Yeah. How long did it take you to feel like you were finally like freed? Like, because I live with somebody who's been in the corporate world for 25 years. I see how closed you guys can be and how, how long did it take? Or did, were you just like, just full surrender? Like I'm, I'm done. It's that, that year that I took off was such a blessing because it really helped me release a lot of the stress, the angst, really get my body back into balance. Um, you know, starting a new business. I mean, I started the ancient plant wisdom from scratch, Mm -hmm. meaning I had to come up with the name. I had to create labels, figure out which type of bottles. I mean, it sounds, you know, petty, but it was a lot, build a website. Um, and I knew that wasn't the end. I knew it was just the beginning. So there was something in me when I came back to myself that really learned to trust. Whereas before I was living outside in, I started living inside out. Okay. And so what that means is I had a lot more awareness and consciousness to the decisions I was making, the information that I was receiving. So I've learned to just step in that place of surrender, just open to information. And now it comes to me. Okay. So I'm not chasing it anymore. I'm an attractor, not a pursuer. And do you help people? Because it's not that you decided to um, stop bathing and wearing clothes and and i'm so free you (laughs) (laughs) that's why you have all this space like just do it but but you've been able to take that freeing and now you're creating something you know you've you've created a business and you've started a business that's a successful business and not only that you've got a healing practice and so you're giving yourself out and helping people but yet you're still you're You've got a business to run, yes. right? And there's stresses that come along with the business to run. And do you feel like this has like really made a huge impact in how you do your day-to-day business and now how you handle stresses? 100%. So when I was in corporate, I used to say that I felt empty, Right. Because Mm -hmm. I was so distracted, had so many things out here going on that inside I was pretty empty. Now I come from empty. So now I, I don't have an agenda. I don't have expectations. I do a lot more listening. Um, and I focus on my ways of being and not on doing. And when I focus on my ways of being the doing kind of happens and I'll just give you a quick example here. So, um, Let me just share one more piece of my story of the company. So I started the essential oil company and then in October of 2018, so I started the company in early 18. So nine months, 10 months later, I was visiting a friend and her husband's a doctor and he came out one day with a bottle of an herb. And he said, this herb has 
you know, really been a game changer for health for my clients. And I asked him what it was. And he said, oh, it's an embryonic plant stem cell. And as soon as he said it, I felt like I had a bolt of lightning come through my head. And I was like, wow, that was very strange. And then he went on to say he was getting ready to go to a class in Hawaii in January. So this was October. And I knew in that moment I had to go to that class. I don't know how else to explain it. Just something in my you know, being said, I have to be in that class. I didn't know why. So um, it was for doctors. I'm not a doctor, but I am a health researcher and I'm a, heal- and I'm a holistic healer. So uh, I was able to get invited to go to the class. And I went to the class and on the last day of the class, the owner of the company said, I'm getting ready to write a 30,000 page book on plants and I will be selling the company. Bolt of lightning came back through my head. So I flew back from Hawaii saying, what, what does this mean? You know, and, and, you know, we have the monkey mind. So my brain was trying to make sense of it. And so I chose in that moment to say, okay, stop trying to make sense of anything. This isn't a logic thing. It's not a head thing. There's something bigger. It's a heart thing going on. And so a couple of months later, I picked up the phone and and called him and I said, I think I'm supposed to buy your company. And, um, you know, luckily with my history of working in banking, I was able to do that. So I felt very blessed to be able to do that. But, you know, by August of 2019, I owned the embryonic plant stem cell company. See, so. that's the thing that just being tapped in like that, that is the, so hard to explain to anyone who hasn't had those types of experiences. Um, I think that is incredible. Oh, that's awesome. And so getting back to the question that you asked, the old Jennifer is used to sitting down in front of a computer and banging things out, right? I got to get this done. I've got to write this. I've got to get this proposal. I've got to, you know, what I have realized in that doing is that is the worst place that I can be because I'm not shining my brightest. When I'm out talking to potential doctors or practitioners, or I'm out talking to clients, that's when I'm the biggest and brightest. So when I'm in that place of service and surrender and giving and joy, just just bringing joy, bringing smiles to people, that is where I connect and reach more people, not sitting behind my desk. Now, yes, there are parts where I get to do that too. Yeah. But that's not where I'm going to be the most impactful in the world. Yeah. You know, I think one of the biggest struggles with people is, is listening to their their inner self, listening to what their mind is saying or what their, you can say it's your gut, what your gut is saying to you. And then we, we always, you know, put it in a compartment and we put it away and we're like, nope, we shouldn't do this. This is our path and we have to keep along our path. You know, so I, I still, you know, go like, how did you do it? Like, how did you, how did you make that choice of, you know, listening in the very beginning? And I'm sure you've gotten used to it, you know, and now you're like, this is it. And this is for real. You know, how do you tell people to, to take the first step of listening to your body? And, you know, is that something that you do in your, your healing practice? It is. Okay. Yes. And you know, we going back to the conversation of the nature deficit disorder, we have become an outside in world and we spend so much of our energy watching TV, 
doing, you know, it's, it's all out here. We don't spend a lot of time being inward. And so I've learned to flip that in myself after spending so many years outside in to really focus inside. And I know if I'm off in something, it's like, okay, I need to go stand outside by a tree for 10 minutes to get some clarity. Um, so what I, what I suggest to people is it's time to turn off the things out here. And you know, this is especially an issue for women because women are in the workforce now. They weren't 100 years ago as much, right? But they're in the workforce. They're raising children. They're cooking the meals in many cases. So, you know, all of that activity um, takes away from in here mm-hmm. what's inside. So I always, you know, I always suggest to people, you know, go take a bath, go outside, do something for yourself, because when you're full inside of you, then you have a lot to give to people. But when you've got nothing in the tank, right, you're, you're going on fumes. Yeah. And so, you know, the way you turn that off and get in touch is you be still. Okay. It's being still, being quiet. You know, even when I would try to meditate back in, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I had my headphones in, I had my rock music blaring, you know, I'd be on a run. So even when I was in nature, I wasn't really taking in nature. It was, it was for the purpose of doing, getting that exercise in. So I've learned to just let all that go and just be in the moment, be present, be still. Be still. Now that you've like experienced a lot of this, do you, do you ever get the sense like looking around that all of these distractions were kind of maybe created by design to try to silence those inner spirits within us? That's a loaded question. But <laughs> Sorry. Absolutely. Yes, I do. Okay. I have that same type of feeling. Yes. I feel like, and I, I've seen, I like to research things to this, um, but I saw not too long ago where I was talking about the power of our brains and how we're only operating at a very low level compared to what we could. I mean, you think about even, I think about like, uh, scribes back in biblical times, like people didn't know how to read. So they had to memorize, they memorized all those old books and texts. I mean, they could speak, I mean, memorization was huge. And then people learn how to write and you're not using that anymore. And now we can't even remember a phone number right. because it's in, stored in our phone, but it's in my phone. Yeah. It's digital. Why, Why do you, do you need, need to, remember? to remember it? Right. But there's so much that we are truly capable of doing. And we, I think a lot of times we doubt that because you know, we don't explore those things. Maybe our intuition, like you said, is telling us to explore. We think, oh, that that's weird. We shouldn't do that. Or, I mean, I know I'm weird. You got, you probably got <laughs> well, some. You're that. very, you're very polished package. It's but unique. There's yes. probably some you're special. Weird stuff. Yes. <laughs> but you know, there are a lot of things in our environment, and you know, I'm super passionate about bringing awareness to people. You know, if you look around, I mean, we are in a toxic environment. Our food is polluted. Mm -hmm. We've got all types of chemicals in our food that are FDA approved, that are not approved in other countries. Yes, illegal. Right. And one of the biggest shockers for me, I was, I was on a trip with a friend taking a cooking class in Italy four years ago. And the chef, you know, was saying, Jennifer, go out and get these plants, blah, blah, blah. And I just looked at him and I said, you know, are these organic? And he went, ha, 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 silly girl. He said, we grow the food, we pick the food, we eat the food. We're not like your country. We don't have to label things organic because that is innate how it is. Mm-hmm. And that was such a like, whoa, you know, wow, yeah. from another, coming from another country. Yeah. And so, you know, it's bringing awareness. Um, Vani Hari, the food babe, I worked with her in corporate. 
And her whole mission is about unearthing the ingredients that's in our food so that people at least know. So when I, when I went through my health crisis, I started reading every label. And I was, I was shocked. I, was, I don't know what this is. What is I can't even pronounce it, right? Mm-hmm. So our food is polluted, our water is polluted, our air is polluted. Um, one of the things I learned in healing school is that to get the nutrients of an apple from 100 years ago, you have to eat eight today. Wow. Whereas 100 years ago, you ate one. Well, our soil, because of all the pesticides and herbicides, it's depleted. Mm-hmm. We're all magnesium deficient. So there are all these things going on that most people are not aware of because they're so busy out here. Mm-hmm. Right? But when you get quiet, you actually start to become curious. And, mm-hmm. and when you listen, you actually start to see differently. So that's a big part of what I'm passionate about teaching is how to come back to that place of yourself, of who you are, who you be. Mm -hmm. Um, and living from here, not from out there. So how do you help people? Do they, do you put them on, you know, know, treatment? I mean, there's so many, I look at all the different products that are there. Um, How do you figure out what Rob would need? So a lot of it is I do know a lot about the plants and I know mm-hmm. a lot about the, the chemistry within the plants and how those impact the body. So I learned that with the essential oils and I've been learning it through the, the plants themselves. Um, part of it is I listen. So I would ask you what's going on. I'd ask you to presence what's going on with you. And then I get still and I listen. And then the plants support me to say, well, this would help, this would help. But I don't just focus like... I don't lead with sales. I'm not a salesperson. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a healer. And so um, my husband jokes because he's like, you give half of it away. Um, <laughs> because, because I'm passionate about healing, but I'm about empowering. So the other thing that I would do with you is give you some exercises, some things, because I can see what would be in your way. Okay. I want to tr- can I, can yeah. I try it? Sure. Like, can I tell you? Like, is that okay? No. <laughs> Well, okay. So I had a health crisis too. I was an addict. I was addicted to opioid pain medications for 15 years. So in 2016, I had a profound, like, uh aha. It's like, all of a sudden I realized like I'd bought into everything that was sold to me. I thought I had to have this and it was a rat race and all that. So I broke free from that. Thankfully I got out of my old environment, you know, moved to a different state and all that. But I see those still behaviors, those, those addictive Mm-hmm. behaviors and like everything I do. So I'm just loaded down, but I enjoy it. Like it, it makes me, um, I like to learn, but I, I start to worry sometimes like, is this gonna impact me negatively? Like, you know what I mean? So they say like, um, you can shift your addiction to something else or whatever, mm-hmm. but you're telling me that's not a good thing, right? Is that what's not a good thing to, to be just like overly obsessed in one area? Is that what you're saying? or is Well, it... it just means you're out of balance, mm-hmm. right? We have a tendency to label things good and bad. So it's not good or bad. It just means that there's some out of balance going on. And now I know why lemon tree keeps saying, oh, yeah, lemon so tree. lemon tree. And, and what's, what, what would be the It's one of the best for um, rebalancing the brain from the addiction part. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I've, I've noticed it because I had a work addiction. Mm-hmm. No, no doubt about it. I was a workaholic off the charts. And uh, that has totally shifted. That's awesome. Lemon tree, for sure. I'll go get some more lemons. And I just had recently, especially with the cargo situation right now, I was like, 
we're buying everything local. Like from here on out, my mom, they just bought a cow down from a local farmer. Um, you know, magnets are starting to stick to the food that we're buying, the, the meats. And that seems odd, right? I mean, so... <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, you Something's see these, a little off there. Yeah, I didn't even believe it. Like somebody showed, you know, on TikTok, I'm like, whatever, I don't even. And then, like, we tried it, and it's like, no way. Like, what is in my food? This, that's not good. You shouldn't eat magnet or anything I, magnetic. So, so we're like, okay, no more of that. So now we're looking, and, you know, you had Chef Sam on a few weeks or mm-hmm. months ago now. He's a Your Farm's Your Table, so he finds local farms and, and does, I don't know if you've heard of him. Lovely. But, yeah, so he, um, so that's really interesting. So I, I definitely want to know where my food's come from now that you pointed that out. I'm going to get on that. There you go. Yeah. See? You got awesome. nature. I'm going <laughs> to go to the mountains with you and Nikki. I know. <laughs> that's my, it's funny because that's my happy place. Mm-hmm. Like that's where, that's where I go and I, I sit out and you can just sit there and do those things that you're talking about is disconnecting. And sitting there and just thinking and, and being. And it's very empowering and it's very calming. And it just kind of happens. It's one of those things where I like this. Mm-hmm. I like the feeling of this. And I didn't do it because I was seeking it. It just kind of drew you there. Mm-hmm. And same with, you know, my wife is like that too, which is good. Um, now... When you do you do this face to face when you do the healing or do you um, do it via Zoom? How do people find you? A little bit of both. Okay. So I've been fortunate as I've shifted my energy into this attractor, not a pursuer. Mm-hmm. So I have never advertised. Um, people find me, and uh, I've really been referral based. So I work with maybe five to eight people per week. And some come here in person and some I do over Zoom or the phone. I've worked with some international folks. I've got a big group in Malaysia that I'm working with right now. So so I don't want to skip over this because we touched on it a little bit. But explain what embryonic plant stem cells are because that's a big portion of your, your business. Yes, it sure is. So... Uh, most herbal remedies are based on adult plants. So let's say eucalyptus, for example, they go outside, they take some leaves from the eucalyptus tree and they, you know, basically dilute them, steam distill them. And now you have eucalyptus. Embryonic plant stem cells only come from the new growth on the plant. So you can only get them in the springtime. So if you go outside and you look at your maple tree, for example, and you've got the new buds, We've got botanists in Italy who actually go pick just the buds off of that branch. And they don't ever pick more than 20% because we want the plant to thrive and be sustainable, which is a huge part of my mission. Um, And then those buds are all put into a vat with organic grape alcohol and organic glycerin. And it's macerated for about 28 days. And then they spiralize it, which brings an energy component to it. And then after that process, they pull the plant material out, burn it, and put the ashes back in. And now you've got mineral elements in the product. Okay. So it is an extract of the plant material, organic grape alcohol, and organic glycerin. 
And what happens, what's unique about these is they have healing properties that dissipate in the plant as the plant matures. So the minute that the plant starts to produce chlorophyll, it loses those, they're called phytoembryonic hormones, okay. or juvenile hormones. Um, those hormones actually can help regrow cartilage. Um, they can rejuvenate, you know, different parts of the body. Um, but really what gemotherapy is known to do is to drain the toxins from the cell. So going back to the comment that we live in a toxic environment, I don't care if you work out every day, if you eat healthy every day, your body still has toxins in them. And so these tinctures go into the cells and they pull the toxins out. And then they go between the cells and they pull the toxins out. It's called the extracellular matrix. Once you have toxins out of the body, now these spectacular bodies can actually heal because these bodies are pretty incredible. They know mm -hmm. what to do. They just can't do it when they have a bunch of heavy metals in there or they have a bunch of pesticides and herbicides. But once you clean it up, now the body can start to heal. Now you can start adding nutrients and the body can actually absorb them. That's something I wow. see a lot with clients is that, you know, they've been taking 120 supplements a day and they're not getting better because... They've got a polluted environment. You've got to clean up the environment first. So mm -hmm. these, these herbal tinctures, these embryonic plant stem cells go in and clean up the environment. Now the cells can start working together again and they're spectacular. I will show you pictures of me in 2015, me in 2019 before taking these and me today. And I look 10 to 15 years younger than I did in 2015. Where do I get this <laughs> right now? Tell me how to order. <laughs> I'm serious because I, you know, and one of the things I see now is I was flying 150,000 miles a year. Oh, yeah. Well, when you're flying, you're getting radiation. Mm -hmm. You're right? absorbing. You're absorbing. So I learned from one of my doctors that it was, you get like a hundred chest x-rays each time you fly cross country. Wow. So 200 a week for years and years and years for oh, me. Oh my goodness. Wow, so, and so you're not getting circulation severe. while you're sitting there too. I've, mm. I've heard a lot about Correct. circulation and healing. And um, and then stress is like fire on top of yeah. all that, right? So it lights it on fire. I'm telling my mom about this. Mm. She travels a lot with her job. So the gemotherapy is the process of healing, is the process of removing those toxins from the cells and in between the cells. Yeah, they're actually known as drainers. So if you go, you know, Google it and look it up, they're known as draining the cells. So pulling that stuff out. Is this the, um, the essential oils? Is it something that is that you put it in your diffuser or is it something that you take, you know, on your body or orally? Yeah. There are about eight different ways that you can use essential oils. Um, I use them in all different ways, definitely in diffusers. Mm -hmm. Um, you can put them on their, on your body. I always tell people just know what the quality is because there are a lot of adulterants yeah. out there. Mm -hmm. Um, and they'll sometimes substitute a cheaper plant for one that's similar. So you've got to really know your source. This comes back to knowing where your food comes from, knowing where the products you use come from and what's actually in them. Because they're not all from the embryonic plant stem cell, correct? Not the essential oils. Those are different. Okay. All right. I've never even heard of that until I heard of you. And I just want to also add that what the, from the moment Corey told us about you, I felt that kind of draw. Like I wanted to come here so bad. I, I know. Said. I was like, do you want to come? <laughs> and I even asked you, are you, you coming? You even asked yes. me. No, I'm not coming. Yes. And it was like, it, I, it never worked. You know, I have classes on these days and I was like, 
Yeah. Matter of fact, and then he asked me, I was like, as a matter of fact, I can. I felt it too. Yeah. I was like, she wants to come. Yeah. Now see, that's tapping into yeah. that inner knowing. Yeah. Thank and you, you for and listening. You, and you listened. <laughs> yep. And you followed through with it. And they, but people need to understand that it, that's not the magic, you know, that's a helper and there needs to be significant life changes. And a lot of times within yes. that person, because so many people want to just take a supplement. Yes. This will help. This will make me better. And it, you've got to change your life and you've got to change a lot of different things. And that's, and you help people with that, right? Yes. So here's, here's an interesting concept. So a lot of people say, what's my protocol? And again, I'm looking at consciousness and unconsciousness. When we get on a protocol, we lose connection to whatever it is that we're taking, right? It becomes a habit. Once something, so when you, when you drove here, did you think about, oh, I need to put my foot on the gas now? Nope. So when we, when we become habitual, we lose the consciousness or the connection to that. So that's mm. part of what, you know, I like to awaken in people is, you know, yes, I'll give you 10 plants that will support you right now, but don't just throw them in a glass of water and drink them. Have the connection so that they can start to say, oh, now I understand this connection, how this plant's supporting me. And they can make the decision. You know, when I went through breast cancer, um, you know, there's a standard of care in the Western model. It's, you know, radiation, chemotherapy, and surgery. It's the big three. Mm -hmm. And what I saw is people are just doing what they're told. There's no connection to self. And so it's, you know, we have to like step into that place of being our own health advocate of knowing our bodies, getting in touch with our bodies. My body had been screaming at me for years and I just ignored it. My lymph nodes, I had golf ball sized lymph nodes in my neck um, when I finally went to the doctor back in 2008 and I was still didn't want to go, you know, it's like, no, I'm busy. I don't have time for that. Mm. Right. Mm. And what I've learned and you look at, you know, Steve Jobs is a great example. You can have all the wealth, all the stuff in the world, but if you don't have your health, you've got nothing. Mm -hmm. You've got nothing. And so that is my priority of waking people up to that notion that you are responsible for your health, not the doctor, mm -hmm. not your parents, not your friends, not your spouse. You are. And, um, I know my husband struggled when I chose not to follow the traditional path because it's scary to yep. go outside of that box, mm -hmm. but it's something I'm so passionate about is once you go out of, outside of that box, then you get to choose, mm -hmm. then you get to choose. And one of the questions he asked me is if you don't make it, won't you be upset? And I said, Nope, I'll be gone and I'll be <laughs> gone on my terms, mm -hmm. you know, because I I'm trusting my own inner guidance and my own inner compass. Yeah. And I'm glad I did. And actually the doctor I had who did my surgery was Western trained. And she came back and said, I have learned so much from you around stepping out of this box. And if you would have gone down the path of the Western model, it would have been an assault on your body. She used those oh. words with me, an assault on your body. But she was compelled to offer it because she could lose her license. Mm -hmm. So super passionate about that. You can tell. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I remember seeing where um, it's, and I don't know if it's still this way. This was years ago, but it was, it's against the law for doctors to prescribe natural, you know, remedies. Because if it's not FDA approved, it's, they could lose their license, right? Is that Correct. 
That was, that was shocking. And, and the whole that. supplement industry is not FDA approved, but it's FDA regulated. Mm-hmm. So that's why we all get to put those disclaimers on our mm-hmm. website to say this is not approved by the FDA. Okay. They, only, they only approve drugs. Okay. They don't approve natural remedies. But they they monitor what's in them? Yes. Okay. Yes. And do they they also monitor like the process of kind of like Man- protein the manufa- powder? Yes, mm-hmm. they monitor the manufacturing of it and and all of that. So what's your what's your future look like? So I've had a vision of uh, running a pretty big company. Yeah. Yep. So right now we have seven employees, and um, my intention is to keep growing, and I know that's on the way. Okay. So um, we have a fabulous relationship with our supplier in Italy, and we are going to be carrying some of his products soon, and we are in development of some other plant-based holistic products as well. So what part of the, the job do you like the most? I love working with people, and I love empowering people. So that's my favorite part of the job is connecting and listening to their stories and what's happening with them and then asking them questions to support them in coming to a different level of consciousness and awareness. I think that's great. Love it. How do people find you? So uh, I have been doing some webinars and talks and things like that and uh, a lot of word of mouth, a lot of referrals. But we do have a website. It's www.nature-provides. There's a little dash in between, yep. .com. And we have the essential oils there and the embryonic plant stem cells. I do do consultations with people. Um, I do those for free. So if somebody calls and they have questions, um, I support them in that process. Okay. Awesome. And we'll put all those links in the description. Yeah. So look at the description. Are you all good? Yeah. Do you have any more? I have a thousand things yeah. I'd love, but I, we don't have time for that. But uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I you wish know I would have come here instead of Rhea. Uh. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I could see this. I start sending people out here. Yeah. This is good. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the time and um, I wish you all the success. It was great. Thank you. Thanks. Such an honor to be here and meet you and meet Kara as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Beyond Grit with your host, me, Robert Young. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review. Tell somebody about it. You can find this podcast on all major podcast platforms. And be sure to tune in every Wednesday for another exciting success story of somebody going beyond grit. Until then... Take care.